Bang bang! Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. You sign up to Bet with Joel, he's going to send you the exact bets to take, where to take him, how much to put on him, and you just follow the system and you are going to come out on top. This is this is gambling, but I would call it like almost gambling because you know you go you go through your ebbs and flows, but um, yo, overall, you you will end up on top. This is like a second income, man. You know, um, if you're depending on what your bankroll is looking at like and how much you feel like betting, you can you can really make some coin off of Bet with Joel. So sign up to Bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com/ref. That's R-E-F/welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive fifty. That's potty exclusive five zero for fifty percent off your first week subscription. There's no lock-ins. You can leave anytime you want. Don't know why you'd want to though. And also, um, please make sure you use that link. Um, well, uh, uh, betwithjoel.com/ref/welcome to the potty um, to support the podcast. Do you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Then go to welcometothepotty.com/store. Buy yourself an unsourced t-shirt. Hey, have you ever worn the wings of an angel? Because this is what this t-shirt feels like. And I mean, I mean, it doesn't, you know, you don't need to even kill an angel to wear this shit because you can just buy it at welcometothepotty.com slash store. All right. And, uh, yo, you get like increased swag. You get about 15 to 20 extra swag points on your life every time you wear one of these shits. Um... Dude, you, I know a lot of you, you know, are in monogamous relationships and shit, but this t-shirt, bro, will have you swimming in pussy. All right. So think about that. And ladies, because there are a few ladies out there that, that rock the unsourced tea. Um, you, you, I mean, you can, you can back up, you can back up right on doing, you know, so so that's the kind of work that these shirts are putting in, man. They're soft as soft as baby shit, man. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party, bung bung! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, cause I always deliver, aka the PhD Podcast and the Magnum PI Podcast and the Captain, dude! The fucking, you know, you could call me the fucking, the fucking Hannibal Boris of podcasting, bro. Alright? Dude, I, I know you can feel it. I know you can feel it, dude. Oh, Clay's back with some energy. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I got my fucking house back. I got my fucking house back. Feel like Tim the Toolman fucking Taylor, bro. Uh-huh. Or, you know, a confused canine. But... I got my fucking house back, bro, so I can use my volume in my voice. I don't need to worry about what anyone else is doing in the house. 
You know I'm here. This is my fucking house, dude. This is my house. I'm the fucking king of this castle, bruh. Shit. We're back. Got the fucking energy back in me, dude. Yes, I'm still mourning over Kobe. I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, I don't even have a Kobe jersey, I realize. So I'm going to have to get like that in a couple of different colors or something. I don't know, man. Maybe I'll even get a custom Bulls jersey and get that as number 24 with Kobe with uh, Bryant on it or something. That would be sneaky. But dude, oh man, does it feel good? Does it feel good? Now, if you've been following the story, you understand that I've been, man, I have been waiting to get my fucking house back, dude. Let me tell you this, having a guest is a, you know, it's nice. It can be nice. Um, but some, you know, some can overstay their welcomes. Uh, two months for anybody is too long. My best friend. And, you know, I've got, I've got several of those. I've got several best friends. But if any of my best friends decided to come and stay here for two months, I'm not sure that they would be my best friend after that. You know? I mean, college, you know, college... College was, I guess college is a bit different, man. It's exciting, you know? You've never, I mean, I, I did, I mean, I lived at the AIS, right? The Australian Institute of Sports. So that was similar living situation. You're in like this sort of dormy situation, like an apartment. And there was six bedrooms in this apartment. Um, Like, yeah. So it's a complex, right? So there's several apartments, but in this one apartment that was our apartment, we had like six bedrooms um and you might know some of these names some of them have been some successful men it was Clayton McMath the uh, the host and founder of the welcome to the potty podcast um stand-up comedian um you know ex-basketball player you know professional so think about that then you had Hugh Greenwood um he went to the University of New Mexico signed with the Perth Wildcats then didn't play for him and decided to play football for the Adelaide Crows. So that's Hugh Greenwood. He was he was next to me. Todd Blanchfield. He plays for the Illawarra Hawks, I'm pretty sure. Clint Steindl plays for the Perth Wildcats. Um, Brock Modem. Now, I don't know what he's doing. I think he's playing in Turkey or something right now. Uh, who else did we have? Who was Oh, Jordan Page. Jordan Page, uh, I'm not sure what he's doing these days. He was one of my best friends for a long time. I guess he probably still is. Well, I just haven't talked to him in probably like a year or maybe two years or maybe even three years. I'm not sure that my girlfriend, Rachel, who I've been with for three years, would know who Jordan is if I said, oh, I was talking to Jordan today. It was dope, you know? So that's, you know, we didn't have no beef or nothing. It's just, you know, you are, he, he lives in a different state and we don't really... We just lost touch. That's all. It's just lost touch. No, no beef or nothing like that. But so that was the AIS. And then I'm, I went to college, right? And that's exciting. Um, and you're living with a bunch of teammates and stuff like that. Then you leave college and, you know, you play, you play in a couple of professional situations and you, you know, you, you've got housemates from your team, teammates again. And that's, you know, it's, it's less of your own place. It's a shared environment, right? It's a shared environment. So when, when I, and then I came home, moved back in with mum for a little while, a couple months or something. Then I moved in with housemate Dan. You guys remember him? Um, and Rachel. And I lived with them for a very long time. And the reason that I don't hate them 
you know, is cause they, like I knew that they were going to live with me, you know, like I was aware of this when I moved in with them, I'm going to be living with Richo. I'm going to be living with Rachel, you no know, Richo and Rachel. And they're both going to pay rent and they're going to pay bills and they're going to clean the house. And they did that. And we all did that together. So no one was mad at anybody. You know, sometimes you have a shit day and then someone doesn't have a shit day and they come in with this energy and you're like, fuck off or whatever, you know, but you're not really mad at them. You're just, you're just mad at your fucking day and your shitty job or whatever, you know? So, so there was no beef. There is no beef between me, Richo, Rachel. Well, me and Rachel still live together, but that was just because of growing up and, you know, we'd been in a relationship for like two and a half years and we hadn't even lived just together yet, you know, so we had to, we didn't really have a choice but to move out unless, you know, we wanted Richo to go, just come along for the ride forever, you know, which, you know, could have been fun. I wouldn't have been opposed to it. I think Rachel probably would have. Um, and that's fair enough because if she said she wanted one of her friends to come along for the ride forever, I would probably say that I'm not down for that. You know, I would probably be like, hell no, you know, so... Um, what was I even talking about? Oh yeah. And then, so I moved out of that situation, which was fine. And it's just me and Rach, which is dope. Like we've had zero, we've had no dramas. You know, we fight sometimes when we're drunk cause we're not very good, um, drinking buddies, I guess. Um, which I think is probably a good thing. Um, not the fighting, but you know, I've had, I think two girlfriends that the whole relationship was just fueled by alcohol. And that means that you're not having that really that much fun with that person, like on a sober level, you know? So yeah, I've had two girlfriends like that. One of them broke up with me and I cried about it. And the other one, I broke up with the other one and we cried about it. So that was, that was good. That's, I love uh, crying. That's yeah. So hopefully I don't need to break up with Rachel because fucking hell. Always crying, man. <laughs> um, oh, dude, my energy levels are so much better, dude. Bro, I think I was in a full depression for maybe two months. Because, yeah, if someone comes to stay with you, bro, for two months, you would maybe expect that they would respect your space um, and contribute and things like this. Uh, and this individual uh, is a vegetarian. And if, you know, if boss man wanted a steak for dinner, uh, there was, you know, guilt trip laid out for, oh, I guess I'll just cook for myself. That kind of stuff. And it's like, well, my house, my diet, you know, um, two months. I'm not going vegetarian for two months. No disrespect to vegetarians. I get it. Dude, I love animals. I fucking love them. Could never kill another one. You know, I have killed one before, but you know, sometimes you need to experience something to know that you don't want to do it. Guess what? I don't want to kill any more animals. And this wasn't like, you know, with my bare hands, I didn't tie any cat's tails together and throw them over the, the you know, the, the washing line or nothing like that. I shot a sheep with a rifle when I was a young boy. I think I was... Like, mm, I don't know, 10 years old or something. You know, I went to a farm in the in WA, Western Australia. 
And um, yeah, I guess I guess my mum was seeing this dude named Ross. And, you know, I wasn't real keen on it. And, you know, I'm giving out my mum's personal shit. But this, you know, sometimes you got to get on the podcast and speak your truth, you know. And this dude, Ross, and I'm sorry to say this, dude, he had a ponytail. So, of course, I wasn't really into this cat. Because any self-respecting man would never have a ponytail. And I understand Steven Seagal really respects himself, but nobody else does. Do you understand? So ponytails and sunglasses don't look cool, Stephen and Ross, okay? So we went out there to go see this dude, Ross. And that was my only time I've been in WA, um, I think. And um, yeah, we went out into the, the wilderness and the desert and I saw this lizard. I'm going to Google it actually right now. It was called a, a Bungara lizard, I think, but I think that's the Aboriginal name. Um, so I'd like to know what we, like what everybody else calls it. So it's called a sand goanna, right? And this shit, no bullshit, bro. I saw a few of them. They were seven feet long. They were seven feet long. Let's, um, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is usually good. Wikipedia got me through college. So think about this. Everyone says, oh, anyone can put information on Wikipedia. Yeah. And guess what? That information got me a fucking psychology degree. So do I, you know, do you want to really get any therapy from me? Probably not. Because, you know, any cat can just put information on Wikipedia. And that's where all my knowledge really came from. We don't do books. You know, we don't do books anymore. Hey, Tell me one time that you've been to a library lately. Tell me, tell me, dude. I remember going to a library. I mean, I went to the library sometimes to be in a quiet place to study instead of my fucking party house in college. So I would go to the fucking um, library and shit. Um, but like to get a book, dude, dude, I went to the library once when my dad was dating this woman called Rachel. Um, and we're just talking about all my parents' exes today, I guess, but this woman called Rachel and he actually told me, and this is, Hey, this is very funny because we, we go through stages of our lives where we rebel against our parents. Right. Um, mine was probably, I guess when I probably first started drinking and smoking that reefer, bro, you know, um, we, yeah, I just sort of distanced myself heaps from my parents. And that's, I guess that's, that's um, what they say about kids is they're more, much more influenced by their social circles than they are with their parents. They spend more time with their social circles. You know, you're at school all day with these people, then you go home, um, your parents cook, you didn't go to bed. Like you're, there with, you're with your parents for a few hours, you're with your friends for eight hours or whatever. So they say that like the first eight years or whatever of a child's life, the most influence, if you, the, you've got to have as much influence on them as you can to sort of build their character. If you're not around them during that time, then that's the, you know, that's where shit can go wrong really. Um, and I, 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 sometimes I think it's all a guess. Cause I do think that sometimes people just, I think if you've got evil in you, bro, you've got evil. I think we've all got evil in us, but some more than others. And I think even if you've got perfect parents, right, they just do everything right or whatever. They give you enough 
you know, slack on the leash, but then they tighten it up when they need to and all that shit, you know? They just get it right. I think some people just have it in them to be a a fucking psycho, dude. And that's just too bad. You know, so I just don't, I don't think there's any science, like a direct science to parenting. And also, I don't know how I got onto that. Oh yeah, Rachel. So the, um, the fucking, what was I saying? Rebellion. Yeah. And you know, when don't, don't drink alcohol is bad for you, right? Um, of course, I'm going to be like, fuck, I need some of that alcohol. And that's sort of where my drinking started. And it still happens. You know, I'm going out tonight, but it's, you know, it's an event. It's a fundraiser. I'm going to a, uh, some sort of surgeon's fundraiser or something like that. So go meet some, some rich people. I'll bring some business cards, see if I can get, get someone with steady hands on the podcast. Um, so I'm going to a fundraiser tonight and I will have some drinks. Um, had raw comedy last night. I'll get into, into that in a minute. I had one beer there. So, you know, I'm pretty low. Sometimes I can be low key, but last, last weekend I'm at the fucking river with big Janos and, um, and Dylan Rawson. And you know, if your last name's Rawson, shit's going to get pretty raw, son. You understand? And that's a shit joke, but it did. It got raw. We were, um, you know, shotgunning, you know, sparkling ales at like 10 AM. So that's, you know, the type of night I had. And yes, you, you guessed it. I, um, I peed indoors, um, not in a toilet. So that's the type of, uh, type of night I had, but, um, and Rachel got very mad at me and I got, you know, all sensitive because I was still drunk, you know, and I was, and the shame, the shame level. So we had, you know, we had another fight, you know? So that's my fault. Cause we were, we were asleep. We made it. We had a fucking perfect night. We're asleep we're cuddling. I sleepwalk over to the corner of the room and I start pissing. Um, and she wakes up and she gets angry at me and I get all sensitive and then we have a fight, you know? And so sort your bladder game out, you know? Um, so that's another, um, you know, sort of digression here. Cause I'm still trying to talk about my dad and this lady. Yeah. So they tell you not to drink alcohol. So you drink alcohol. And my dad said to me, you know, jokingly, he was joking don't ever date a woman named Rachel, right? Because this woman ended up to be a complete fucking, I don't know whether, you know, to say cunt or psycho. Um, but she, you know, she wasn't great. She wasn't great. Mm, dude, I need a fucking coffee sponsor. Cause I love coffee, dude. And they could just have their name mentioned right there. Every time I sip that shit, it's just a free fucking plug, dude. I'll be sitting here. I'd have fucking two coffees here. I'd be like, one would be an iced coffee and one would be a hot one. I'll fucking smash the hot one. Then we'll down the fucking iced one and they'd get twice as many mentions and I'd be feeling twice as good. And they're just slacking on their pimping, bro. Might have to send some emails out. I'll get money making Mitch to send some goddamn emails out. So yeah, he told me not to date a woman named Rachel. And now, of course, I'm in my longest relationship and probably my last relationship. And her name's Rachel. So that's, you know, a little bit of psychology. A little bit of psychology. Anyway, Bungara Lizards, aka Sand Goannas. Um, uh, It doesn't say how big they can grow. Uh, Ghoul's monitor is a terrestrial or ground dwelling reptile that excavates large burrows for shelter. Okay. 
relentless forager. Most of his activities take place during the day. Anything smaller than itself will be eagerly devoured. And I just can't help but think that when I was, you know, less than 12 years old, I may have been, you know, equal to or less size of this fucking giant lizard dude. It was seven feet long, bro. And this lady, well, this woman or this girl last night at the comedy show, she said something interesting about how, you know, we use the metric system except, you know, for um except for pizzas and dicks we measure in in inches and she said um so she said something about like she doesn't know the size she doesn't know the size of things that she's putting in her mouth i don't know it was a funny joke though it was a funny joke um and i don't remember the girl that said it. i think it was jordan best and she was pretty good um, but we will get into the comedy in a minute, but yeah, these lizards dude in, in, uh, the desert and I'm looking at the map here. I thought like these things are pretty much all over the country, all the desert areas. Um, not so much Victoria, none in Tassie, pretty much South Australia, Northern territory, New South Wales off the coast. Um, Queensland, Western Australia, Northern Territory, South Australia. Yeah, pretty much everywhere you can find these motherfuckers, dude. And they are, they're out there. They're out there getting that, getting that money, bro. I wonder if, I wonder if, um, they are like real bad predators. I guess, yeah, they eat anything that's smaller than it, dude. What does it say? Anything smaller than itself will be eagerly devoured. Shit, the diets of hatchlings and juveniles often consist of mostly insects and small lizards, but generally varies more with age. Adult monitors will prey on mice, small birds, large insects, small lizard species, snakes, and carrion. And I thought carrion was a type of luggage, dude, so I'm not really really sure what uh, carrion means. C-A-R-R-I-O-N. Should I Google that? Let's Google that. Cause I thought carry on was like, you, you're allowed a certain amount of it. Um, when you, when you don't check in luggage on a plane. Um, oh, I guess carry on is like, um, like roadkill, the decaying flesh of dead animals. Okay. Um, they are seemingly immune to snake venom and will kill and eat even the most venomous species such as the inland taipan. Christ. The, the sanguina does consume smaller species of monitors. Ackies, rock monitors, and other dwarf species are often found and eaten. It is common to see a gourds disturbing rock piles in an attempt to flush out any odatria. And I need to, well, I need to fucking Google that. Um, odatria. I think it's another type of monitor lizard. Let's hear more. It lays its eggs in termite mounds to protect them from the harsh desert climate. Wow. So we learned about monitor lizards and psychology, um, alcohol, different types of Rachel's people being in your house. Um, yeah, but 
my fucking, I know you can feel it. I know you can feel my fucking energy has shifted. Um, not a great way to start the year uh, with my energy the way that it's been, but um, it won't happen again. I can fucking guarantee that. I won't allow it. Um, but we're back, man. We're back. Oh, man. It's been it's been a grind, dude. It has been a grind. I don't know the last time that um, you know, I felt like that for so long and then Kobe Kobe died right when I saw light at the end of the tunnel and that really you know, that really fucking really hit me. Um so yeah, anyway, raw comedy. I was in uh the state final last night and I know that I talked about that um a little bit uh on the the other episode but I wasn't really keen on talking about it um you know after talking about Kobe and um I probably want to talk about Kobe a bit more today um but I'll get to it as well um so raw the raw comedy thing obviously I was in this competition I didn't make it through um my heat Another guy did, and he was he was quite good. Um, I did think, I did think that I got hard done by because I was I was the first I was the first up, and um, people were like it, it wasn't. People were still coming in, like people weren't there on time, so people were still coming in. Um, they're at the bar, like so I wasn't really getting a lot of response because cunts were fucking, you know, just not really ready for it. But I think they they still noticed, um, you know, the, the judges noticed and I got I got um, wild carded in, um, you know, pretty late. So I think I got that news on Sunday. I think I got a message saying that. Um, and then, yeah, I, um, I did another set. I didn't do the same set for the final. I, uh, yeah, I did another set, came through, um, I felt good, I felt really good, um, I was the second, second act last night, so, um, it was, it was a bit of, uh, suspense, really, but I liked getting it out of the way early, so I didn't have to sit there and wait and be nervous all night, um, but no, I had a really good set, really good response. Um, a lot of people came up to me, told me it was great, and I was feeling real. I was feeling real confident, and then this dude Rudes got up um, and absolutely murdered, just tore the fucking house down. Um, and I like, I think everybody kind of knew he was going to win um, uh, after his set, and you know he was he was my pick. Um, before the night even started, just when I saw the names, I was like, oh, okay, you know, Rudes, Rudes probably got this one, you know? Um, and he deserved it for sure. I'm not bitter about it at all. And him winning means that he won't be, um, there to compete with next year. Um, which, you know, sucks a little bit, but hopefully there's someone of, you know, equal talent that I can try and sort of, um, go up, yeah, go up against next year. Um, so you get three chances at raw comedy and I've done, you know, I've done one. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, great night, uh, full house. Uh, I reckon there was about 150 people in there. Um, so that was, 
that was the biggest crowd that I've performed in front of and I didn't forget anything. <laughs> so, um, no, it was really, really fun. And thanks to everyone, um, everyone that came out. I think I had about, you know, eight to 10 people come. Um, and so grateful that, that my friends have been so supportive through, through my, um, you know, early comedy career. It's been, I think six months, I think, um, I started on August 26th, uh, so September, October, November, December, January, five months, five months I've been doing comedy. Um, so to make it to the state final in five months, um, I've got to be pretty, pretty happy with myself and, um, yeah, just keep fucking grinding. I'm having a ball, a lot of late nights, um, going out to comedy clubs and stuff and being tired at work the next day. And I'll probably get in trouble, uh, soon. Cause I've definitely seen my, my work performance slip to be honest, but, um, no, I, um, I'm loving it. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully this fucking, this fucking goes somewhere, but um, Rudes is a killer. You guys can see him at the fringe at a show called Adelaide's most wanted. It's him and two other guys. Um, Jay Michael is one of those guys who is also a great Adelaide comedian. And the other guy, I, I, I don't, I don't know who he is, but, um, those two wouldn't, wouldn't have a fucking scrub come with them. So I think, I think that'll be a good show. I'll certainly be there. So if you guys, um, if you guys want to go along, I'll, uh, I'll be there for sure. So yeah, fantastic fucking night. Um, and also remember I am performing at the fringe kind of, it's not my show. I'm opening for Zach Watson at a show called all Growed up. He's doing several nights, but I'm, I'm only opening for him on the 21st of February. I'll be doing about 10 minutes, which I've never done before. Um, so that will be very exciting for me. Um, buy tickets to that if you can. It's a small venue, so um, you'll have to get in quick because uh, he's he's a very popular comedian. So um, those those tickets will sell out fast. So that's all grown up. Zach Watson, I will be opening for him on the twenty first of February at the Adelaide Fringe. Um, yeah, man, I was nervous as fuck though last night because you know people say like, oh, it's just another set, man. Don't worry about it. Um, or whatever. And, um, it's, it's just, you just know that there's more riding on it. You know, it's like, it's like going into a finals game, you know, and someone saying it's just another game. It's, it's not, it's not that you are competing. Usually when I, usually when I go up, I'm not competing with anyone, you know? I'm just trying to make people laugh. And if they laugh, I'm happy. I had a good night. I'm happy. Um, last night, people laughed. And yeah, I was happy. Um, I would have loved to have won. Um, but yeah, that's that's what makes it, you know, that's there's there's, there's more riding on it. So yeah, I was, I was more nervous. But um, no, so much fun, dude. I'm just loving this shit. But uh, I was talking to someone, one of the other comedians, actually. And I was like, fuck, I'm shitting my pants. Eh? And he's like... I was like, man, no, just go out and do it, man. I was like, yeah, mamba mentality. And it got me thinking, man, about Kobe again. And why 
I got so upset about it. Why I got so upset about Kobe. And I think, you know, obviously, like my black role models in Adelaide or Australia are kind of few and far between. And I had my dad, obviously, and he had a huge impact on my life. He never went missing or nothing like that. They got divorced, and so I only got to see him every two weeks, which I think was, you know, poor decision by by my mum to do that uh, to me, I think. Um, but let's not, you know, let's not go into that where we're past it. But, um, yeah, I think one week on, one week off would have been nice. Anyway, um yeah, I, he was my, you know, my role model. He was, you saw, but I wasn't around him all the time. And I was always, you know, I had my basketball cards, I had my video games. I had, um, you know, NBA.com before, you know, before, when it was shit internet, back when it was shitty internet, instead of watching games, you know, I would just go on there and I'd look at the, the photo galleries and, and all of this. And, and, you know, not just Kobe, of course, there's, there's a lot more, I think, Tracy McGrady was probably who I, um, he was maybe my favorite player because I had a, I had an Orlando magic blanket and, um, that was around the time I got, that was when, um, T-Mac got traded to the, uh, the magic, but, um, nah, man, Kobe was always like, he was like my generation's Jordan. So Jordan was still playing. He had, he retired and came back. This is while I was still alive, but I was very young. But when I really started taking basketball serious, it was Kobe's time, you know? And he was that fucking dude. And, um, yeah. And I think just, I think part of it was like, of course I said the other day, like he was my hero and, and all of that. But I think there, yeah, I think there was more to it. Like there's, you don't really have black role models so a lot in Australia, really, you know? So I think, I think that was a little bit of it as well. So anyway, Mamba forever, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gigi. Rest in peace, everybody on the flight, man. Um, I talked about the river already. Shit. I think that's pretty much pretty much it for the, you know, the freestyle bit of the podcast. And that's still <laughs> we already got to 35 minutes. Fucking hell. Hold on, I'm just gonna have a sip of this beautiful black coffee. Oh my god. Um, that is just delicious. Um, sorry, sorry, I just lost myself in that coffee. Now you tell me that that's not a good fucking commercial for coffee, dude. Tell me that. Tell me that's not a good commercial for coffee. Me getting lost in a sip of the coffee and almost ruining the podcast. That is unfucking believable. Um, now we have got, uh, some more emails have come in and cause I don't have, yeah, I don't have a lot of notes today. I think we're just going to smash some of these out. Um, so please, uh, please bear with me here while I open these emails. Um, and 
what are we going to do first? Oh, all right. Advice. We that need to no move problem. Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Um, so we've got this one here. Oh, shit. I need my glasses. I don't have them, though. So let's just, let's just see how we go here. This one is submitted by Tiffany. Tiffany. Subject line, is dry humping a form of assault? Uh, when, I was a, when I was around 12 years old, my friend slash bully pinned me on her bed and dry humped me. Oh, that's two ladies and underage. So let's not get, come on guys, relax. Um, I hated it. When I tried to get away, she would pull my hair, which everyone knew was a weakness of mine since I had long hair. So that it hurt too much to get away and she kept going. I have some recurring dreams of rape, which I'm too embarrassed to tell anyone about, hence emailing you. And I wonder if these are connected. Um, or since I was 12, should this have not affected me? Was it even sexual assault? Bung bung. Oh shit. I think this is only the second email we've ever got signed off with bung bung so tiffany thank you um sorry to get all excited after you talking you know about sexual assault but um yeah i would i'd say that's sexual assault dude they're calling dude they're calling hugs in the workplace sexual assault now so getting dry humped at 12 years old i don't know how old your friend was you said you were 12 and you're not saying how old you are now um, I would certainly go and get some therapy over it. Um, and saying that, uh, you know, since I was 12, should this not have affected me? <clears throat> uh, that's, I mean, I don't want to be mean to you, but that's absolutely foolish. People get raped, you know, at much younger ages and they're fucked for the rest of their lives. And you didn't get raped, um, which is good. But I think, yeah, I think you got sexually assaulted and um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be by an adult to get sexually assaulted, you know? Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm 12 years old and another 12 year old, you know, comes and grabs my cock or something, you know, I'm 12 years old in the locker room after a game and one of my teammates comes and fucking grabs my dick and licks my cheek, you know, my face cheek while he's holding my dick. That's sexual assault, dude, even if we're both 12. So yeah, of course you're going to have, um, nightmares about it. It's definitely affected you. I would, I would definitely talk to, uh, yeah, I don't think you need to go and talk to your family or anything if you don't want them to know, but I would certainly, um, speak to a therapist. And if this person is still in your life, I... I think maybe confronting them might be healthy. And that might be something that you can discuss with your therapist um, because they can give you some strategies about how to deal with their, like the various types of reactions and things like that. Um, Cause it is likely that this individual will be like, Oh, come on. We were 12. Oh, we were only playing, you know, don't worry about it. What, what are you taking this so seriously for? You know? You know, we're both married now or whatever. Again, I don't know how old you are now, but 
Um, all of those kind of responses, you're going to need to sort of say, well, no, I know maybe to you it was harmless, but to me it wasn't. It's really affected me in a negative way and I need you to accept that um, if you're not able to uh, acknowledge my feelings, I, I don't think that, uh, I can be around you anymore, but you need to know that what you did hurt me or something like that. Um, yeah, but if any, any type of contact of a sexual nature, right? That's unwanted. That's called sexual assault. Um, and it happens regularly to men as well as women. Um, but we don't, I mean, let's be honest here. We're in, we're in this culture at the moment where you get applauded for speaking out. Um, dude, I still, I still, to this day, people like I'll get slapped on the ass. Dude, there's a video from when I used to work in the Optus store of a customer trying to finger my dot while I'm speaking to another customer. It's on my Instagram. It's pretty far down now. It's pretty far down now, but um, yeah, I mean, I didn't call the fucking cops um, and I don't have nightmares about it, but yeah, I just, well, let's not get, let's not get it twisted. A slap on the ass um, just fucking suck that shit up unless it's like every day and your boss is doing it like, hey, how you doing toots and slapping you on the butt, butt or whatever. And I don't know why, you know, your, your boss is from the 1940s, but, um, yeah, I think what, what, what you went through is for sure sexual assault. So, um, yeah, don't minimize it because you were, you know, in, in quotes, only 12 years old. You, you for sure, uh, you for sure, um, went through something, you know, that I wouldn't want to go through. Like if someone pinned me down and started, you know, humping my leg, dude, Rachel's friend has a dog that gets threatened by me because we're both men and, you know, I'm fucking, you know, I'm alpha as fuck. And this dog, every time it sees me, it just tries to fuck me to kind of like bring me down to earth. Just comes and tries to fuck me, dude. And I don't like it, you know? But I love dogs, man. <laughs> so I'm not going to snitch on him. You know? But um, what am I fucking talking about? Anyway, thank you, Tiffany. Um, I think you should see a therapist and can, and you might have to figure out a way to confront your um, aggressor. Um, yeah. We need to no move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. What else have we got in here for advice today, guys? And this one's from another lady, I think. Chelsea, two ladies in a row. How do men feel about being called cute and sweet? Uh, my boyfriend sometimes sends me photos of himself and I respond with, you are so cute, smiley face. I'm 35 years old. This is my first reaction because I think it's really sweet when he thinks of me through the day and sends me photos. And that is nice. And that's something that I would never do for Rachel. So... Um, you should probably consider yourself lucky or something like that. Or maybe your boyfriend's a fucking beta. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to come across as juvenile or make him feel like any less of a man because I find him incredibly sexy. Men, how do you feel about being called cute and should I use a different term? Being called cute, um, Chelsea, is fine um, with your girlfriend, you know? Uh, but like, you know, if you're, if your friends are, if there's a girl that you're trying to fuck, right. Um, and you haven't fucked her yet and you're not dating or nothing. And she's like, oh, you're so cute. It's like, fuck, you know, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem like she's into me, but you know, if you're, if it's your boyfriend, he, he knows, he knows that you're into him. So he's probably not got any problem with it. And if he does, he'll say, he'll just say like, oh, you're like, oh, cute question mark or something like that. Like if he doesn't have a problem, if he's, if he's got a problem with it, he'll tell you unless he's a fucking beta. <laughs> maybe this guy is beta as fuck, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is cute. Maybe he's a little, little cute beta. I don't know. But no, usually dudes will say like, you know, oh, don't call me that or something like that. But generally it's okay in relationships. I would say that, um, if it's, if it's, um, yeah, with, when he clearly wants to fuck you and you haven't made it known that you want to fuck him or you don't want to fuck him, don't call him cute because it's demeaning and frankly upsetting. Oh man, that's a good iced coffee, dude. Honestly, that's an iced long black. Get yourself one. From wherever, because I don't have a sponsor. So go get one from your nearest place that'll get you one. Or make one yourself like I did. Um, yeah, thank you for writing in, Chelsea. It ain't no problem. We need to no move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. What's next? Okay. And this is from a man named Leo. Now, I don't know any Leos, I don't think. I know... Uh, Raphael, I don't know any Donatellos, um, what's the other one called, what's the other Ninja Turtle called, uh, Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, um, and what's the rat called, Master Splinter, I don't know any Master Splinters, I do know a Raphael, I know, I actually know, Two Raphaels, Raphael Brewster and Raphael Jordan. Um, Raphael Brewster is a friend of Corey Maynard, friend of the show, uh, who used to work at JB Hi-Fi. So he likes movies just as much as I do. And Raphael Jordan is ex-teammate of mine and current friend, ex-teammate, current friend. So this is from Leo. Anyway, um, subject. I can't tell if I'm maturing or becoming depressed. Uh-oh. I, 26, have lost my interest in social media. Duh, dude. Social media is fucking gay, bro. Let's keep going. People just on there fake flexing and doing some stuff just to be seen. And that's, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's a description of social media. I, I can't tell if that's a complaint or a description, to be honest. Um, social media creates such a rushed life and most people on there aren't even working on improving their actual lives. I see now that life isn't worth stressing about yet. I don't really have friends because people are so fake to each other. 
I'm not sure who to trust. So instead of getting involved with the potentially duplicitous and wishy-washy ways of people, I stay to myself and am kind of someone, kind if someone approaches and never reject people. I'm lonely, however. I feel out of the loop and just a little stressed. Work is a challenge right now. Uh, in brackets, sales. What are you, a sailboat? No, and that is a joke from Gene Lewis. Gene Lewis. So if you want to see more jokes like that, go to Gene Lewis. Um, I think his show at the Fringe is called Jokes. Uh, and that's down in Hell's Kitchen. So Jokes. Gene Lewis, look it up in your fringe guide and um, book some tickets to that. Uh, I'm building a business after hours. I'm thinking of going back to school. My girlfriend just crashed my car. I just miss my family also. I've been doing so much lately. A wedge is grown that I sense. I'm used to being very hyper in my teen and early 20 years, but now I'm kind of stoic and nonchalant. I can't tell if this is me growing up, me stressed out, or me becoming depressed. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I can sense, I mean, this is just an email, but I can sense a bit of depression in there unless you're just, you know, venting, you're only talking about negative things here. Um, I, I will tell you this, that you're like, obviously when you get older, you said you're 26 now, early 20 years, you're hyper. Obviously when you get older, you, you do calm down a bit, but your personality doesn't really change too much. You might grow up in terms of, yeah, you know, not fake flexing on social media. Um, it sounds like you're isolating. Uh, you kind of have this uh, me against the world mentality, which is dope if you're going to write like a, you know, if you're Tupac or whatever, but um, <clears throat> living life like that isn't healthy, man. Uh, like if you think it's you against the world, um, it will be. And you've got to do contrary action. Contrary action is important for for people in this space. So oh, I don't feel, you know, I, I really don't feel like hanging out with anybody. Um, what happens is if you, you say that, yeah, I really don't feel like hanging out with anybody. You won't hang out with anybody. And then you'll become comfortable not hanging out with anybody. And then the thought of hanging out with anybody will continue to become more and more anxiety provoking. So you... You need to do contrary action. I don't feel like hanging out with anybody. So you know what? Fuck it. I will hang out with somebody. And then you do it and you're like, oh, wow, that really wasn't that bad. You know, actually it was kind of fun and I'm looking forward to next time. Um, you know, oh, I don't really feel like seeing my family. I'm too busy. Make some time to see your family. Also, Kobe just died last week, this week. Um, so remember, don't forget to have a break from work. Don't become too, too engrossed in work. Spend time with your family. You know, you're building a business after hours. I get it. You don't need to do it every night. I don't know whether your family's in, in the same town as you or whatever, but I would, you know, contrary action. You know, I've been, you know, I've been doing this, my business plan four nights a week. Maybe I'll go down to three nights a week and I'll have dinner with my family one night a week. And maybe I can still go home and get, you know, one hour done on this business plan that night. So, you know, there's small things that you can do. It's not, it's not hard, dude. It's not hard at all. Um, you know, your girlfriend crashed your car. Fuck it. You can always get another car. It's not the end of the world. Um, work's a challenge and that's good. 
that's good. When work's easy, it can, um, you know, it can become boring. Chat, maybe it's too challenging, but that's, you know, sometimes we have, life is not a, life is not linear, dude. It's all ups and downs. And maybe it's just downtime at work. Maybe it'll come back up, you know? You're thinking of going back to school. You know, you're, you're taking on a lot of stuff. Um, whether you need to or not, I'm not sure. I don't, maybe you're running from something. There, there's all types of things, like without having you here to discuss it, there's all types of things that I can, you know, sort of... Um, there's a word that I'm looking for. But, um, yeah, I, I think... Dude, don't worry, don't worry about social media. It's fine to think it's bullshit or know it's bullshit. If you don't want to be on it, don't be on it. Um, I think social media is bullshit. I'm on it every day. Um, so, yeah. I think... I kind of think I have to be, but I think there's also, you know... There's also an element of just, just addiction, you know? Like... Um, You know, you don't, I do need it for, I do need social media for the podcast and for, um, for comedy, but I don't need to be scrolling and I do sit, I do sit there and scroll. So, so that's the element of addiction in there. Um, but I do think I need it. You might not need it and can get off of it and that's fine. It's not going to mean anything if it's going to tidy up your mind a little bit. Um, I, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. People take breaks from it. People take breaks from it for a month or whatever. Do that. Maybe take a break at least. But I would say that you're kind of jaded by it and you're, you know that social media is fake, but what you're doing is taking that and calling people fake. But it's, you need to remember that people are fake on social media. Do you know what I mean? So you can still have friends that are going to be real with you and whatever. And yeah, maybe they're going to fucking post a stack of cash or some gay shit like that, dude. And um, That's whatever, man. But you don't, don't put your thoughts of social media onto people you need to still be able to engage with society. And it's saying, yeah, it does really seem like you're isolating, bro. So, um, contrary action. That's what I'm going to say to you today. Contrary action. Make sure that you, um, you make an effort to do the things that currently you don't feel like doing. And, yeah, like I said, like I always say, these are these are just emails, man, and maybe it's maybe it's worth more of a discussion with um, a, a therapist. Just at least consider that, you know, at least consider it. But um, <clears throat> yeah, maybe there's a depression, and also my point of view, just just in case, is. Don't, don't jump to drugs, you know, as in prescribed drugs. Don't, don't jump to whatever they give you, fucking Lexapro or fucking, 
um, oh, fuck, I don't even know the names of all these antidepressants, but don't jump to that. Um, try and beat it. You know, medication is a band aid. So, uh, yeah, try it, try and beat whatever it is that's going on. If it's anxiety, if it's depression, you know, if it's a mood disorder, adjustment disorder or something like that, um, try to beat it. Don't try to bandaid it. All right. You're going to be fine. We need to move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Now we have a bunch of would you rather's that have been sent in by uh, a lot of you suck or paths. Um, now this one comes in from, from Don. Now that could be friend of the show, Don Smith, who fuck, I, I think it's been about two years now since he's been on the show. Um, comedian, actor, extraordinaire. I'm not sure what he's doing these days. Might have to catch up with him, but who knows? Who knows? We just get, you know, first names usually. Um, cause I think everyone just goes through the website there, you know, uh, www.welcometothepotty.com. Um, now from Don, would you rather be a serial killer and try not to get caught or be a cop slash FBI agent trying to catch a serial killer that's hard to catch? Now, I don't even know I don't even know uh, why someone... Well, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not a psychopath, dude. I'd love to be um, an FBI agent or a cop. Um, maybe not so much a cop riding around in a squad car. I'd prefer to be like a detective, FBI agent, investigating shit. You understand? That's, I mean, you know Luther, um, Idris Elba, Luther? That's, that's my jam. I'd want to be that dude. Just be like, just be like a, a lone wolf, you know? You know, just be a lone wolf being a, you know, motherfucker out there. Just, just like, um, you know, get, get a grimy fucking London accent. And if you, if you want to, if you want to do everything by the book, you try and do it by the book, but we are running out of time, you know, and start, you know, catching the serial killer, dude. That would be my fucking jam, dude. So of course, Don, um, I would like to be. A goddamn serial killer bunk. Um, now, who's this from? Aaron, A-A-Ron. Would you rather be able to fly, but you can only fly for 45 minutes, or run super fast, but only for 45 minutes? Um, I guess that depends on how fast is super fast. You know, like, whichever one of them can get me there quicker. Um, I guess flying, I would have less chance of like running into somebody and hurting them. So I'd probably take flying and I feel like it would be quicker and I'd maybe be able to like go to Melbourne real quick. Um, you know, do some gigs in Melbourne, things like that. You got to be logical about it. So thank you, Aaron. Um, I would choose flying bung. Uh, and this one here from Andrew. Andrew, three dudes sending in would you rathers. Would you rather have to wear extremely baggy clothes all the time or extremely tight clothes all the time? And I'm going to go with baggy, dude, just for comfortability purposes. I know it's not the 90s anymore, but they say that fashion goes in cycles. So eventually, I think I would end up being cool um, eventually. So I'm going to go with extremely baggy. Uh, would you rather be the opposite gender every December 
or be a seven-year-old every, every December. Um, now, this, see, this is offensive, uh, Sam. This is from a Sam. This could be a man or a woman. Um, this could be a transgendered person. But this could be offensive, Sam, because what if, what if we're calling gender fluid at the moment? And... I guess you're saying, I guess, oh, I guess that's the question. Would I rather just change for December for Christmas for Christmas? I think I would like to at least be, you know, myself that my parents could at least recognize me as a man in December. So I'd be a seven year old boy. I'd turn into a boy in December and, and it's Christmas and I'd have that, you know, that childlike wonder about my gifts. I'd be running down the stairs, even though we don't have stairs in our house, I'd run down the stairs and I'd be like, I want to open the presents, you know, and I'd fucking come down there and be like, run my presents out, you know? So I would, I'd choose to be a seven year old. Um, now this next one, I'm not sure that I understand this next one. So this one is coming from Nick, another man. Um, would you rather be immortal or invincible? Um, now, I don't know the difference, really. So I'm guessing invincible means no one can kill you. And maybe immortal means that you, you don't even die from old age. Um, I wouldn't mind dying eventually, I guess. Or if I get to stay the same age forever. Like if I get to be 20, like in my prime, right? If I get to be like 20... <sighs> Six, you know, I'd like to be 26 forever. That'd be cool. So I think that would be immortal maybe. So let's go immortal, bang. Um, okay, this next one from DJ. And that's usually a man's name. You're at the gates of heaven after you die. Which highlight reel of your life would you choose? Now, DJ, that's not really a would you rather. And what do you mean, which highlight reel of my life? I only lived one life. Play the fucking highlight reel from that life. You know? Or do you mean like which year? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. But I'll tell you what. You're uh, for sure retarded. Um, would you rather is like, would you rather this or that, brother? You know? Um... One highlight reel starting, and I want it going in chronological order. No Tarantino, bro. I want it starting at the start. You know, my first highlight can be like maybe, you know, um, you know, not getting not getting half my dick chopped off when I was born. You know, keeping my whole dick um, like a boss. That could be my first highlight. We could move into my first, you know, my first solid shit. Um, we could move in to, uh, you know, my first, my first, um, a lot of firsts, put a lot of firsts in there. Um, and then you can put in like my best, you know, my best basketball highlights, my best jokes, um, you know, maybe a couple of my best photos, put, put some of my best photos in there where I'm looking fly. Um, you know, a couple of my best freestyles, bruh, best podcasts. Um, you know, fun times with friends sometimes, maybe a couple of, couple of my best report cards, put those in there. Um, uh, what else, man? Some of, you know, my best purchases, put some of my best purchases in there. Um, that would be dope. Uh, shit. 
what else what else is dope that i've done some of the, uh some of the best coffees that i've bought um you know discoveries that i've made you know like i discovered that you can actually get a good coffee in america if you look hard enough and walk far enough um you know you could put in lots of pictures of me um with my shirt off when i was fit and with my shirt on um when i'm like now that i'm not fit you could do things like that um yeah, you could, uh, different haircuts. I've had most, most haircuts, so you could just do different haircuts. Um, shit, what else could you put in there? Different meals that I've made, because, you know, clay in the kitchen. So, you know, like different curries and burgers, uh, different types of like meats that I've cooked, barbecues, breakfasts, things like that. You could, um, you know, when I clean, like if I've cleaned a car real nice, you could put a, put that in there um you know if i you know if i had a really good game on call of duty where my kill death ratio was just like out of this world um i know housemate dan and roommate dan have both witnessed this happen before so you could you could maybe do that things like that on my uh highlight reel but i don't understand which, what do you mean by which highlight reel so now we that was going to be the last one because we've hit an hour so we have to do another one, DJ, because you are, um, you know, you've got learning difficulties and that's fine. You have to take public transport most of the time and, you know, that's okay. But let's go to the, to another one here. Sean, this is all dudes in Would You Rather. Or maybe Sam, Sam could have maybe been a lady, but this one's from Sean here. Would you rather have a great life and a horrible death or a bad life and a great death? And that's, uh, you know, I feel like you might have written that one in, Sean, because of Kobe. He had a great life and I guess a horrible death. It could have been quick, though, probably, hopefully quick. Um, And I don't know what a great death is. Like, is that like, um, you know, Donnie Montana, Scarface, say hello to my love one. You know, and that that's a bad impression. That's a bad impression. But um I'd go great life, horrible death, man. I'd go out like Kobe. If I had Kobe's life, I'd go out I'd go out like Kobe, man. And I think that's a perfect place to, to end it, man. I think that's a great place to end it. Bring it back to Kobe, Mamba mentality, Mamba forever. R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P. G.G. Two, four, eight, two. Much love. And, um, yeah, of course, the rest of the family's affected in that, that crash as well. But, yeah, man, I'm going to keep grinding and getting better at comedy and trying to fucking do this thing, dude. Get that fucking action. Go out here and just, yeah. Get on stage, get better, tell jokes, and um, make people laugh. Thank you guys to continue for continuing to um, to tune in week after week, twice a week, man. You know, fucking out here, out here, dude. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Share the podcast. Um, uh, what else? What else do we do? Um, follow. 
Follow Welcome to the Party Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Rate and review the show. Five stars always. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, and remember, any single parents you know that need, that could use a night off of parenting. They're out here grinding all the time, working two jobs, trying to, you know, be a parent and someone's run off or they've had a bad breakup and not, no one else is involved in this parenting. If they're a single parent that could use a hand, could use just one night out, um, Welcome to the Potty is happy to um, sort out a dinner with a friend or family member and get the child care for the night paid for. So um, if you want to nominate somebody, we've had some nominations. They've all been joke nominations. We do do background checks, you fucks. So um, if you have any serious nominations, let us know. Spinach, no. And um, don't forget to sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty and buy yourself a, um, you know, butter soft welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt at welcome to the potty.com slash store. Uh, thank you for joining me. I love you guys. This is the best part of my week, man. Don't forget to love yourselves. This is welcome to the potty. And as always, bum bum. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to